Yo, what's up, everybody? I am here. I'm Kyle Mish, and this is Mission Accomplished. Wednesday night, 8 p.m., your favorite place to be, where combat sports meets combat vets. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight, we have a triple header, a big show lined up for you. We got Nate, Teddy Bear, Williams, the pinnacle combat flyweight champion currently who will be fighting for the fighting for B2 fight series next week, followed by Sam Hillbilly Hammer Shoemaker, the heavyweight BKFC title contender following Nate Williams. And then finally we'll round out the show with my veteran guest, also a BKFC fighter, Ryan, the juggernaut Jones. Uh, before I bring Nate Williams on real quick, let me just shout out my sponsors. We got holding hands, massage and massage therapix. VA customers go to holdahandmassage.com. Uh, get yourself an appointment with Jackie. Non-VA clients go to massagetherapix.com. They are registered with the Department of Veteran Affairs, so they can see you can go see your provider and uh, get a referral through them. If you are a veteran or a soldier, if not, go to massagetherapix.com and get yourself an appointment with Jackie. She's a wizard with her fingers, and she will fix you of all your pain. And then our other. Uh, our other sponsor, of course, is Killfoot Clothing, veteran-owned, American-made apparel. I am wearing the Mission Accomplished shirt right now, made by Killfoot Clothing. You know, the baddest shit on the market right now. So if you guys want, go to killfootclothing.com, check out their apparel, and uh, message me direct if you want a Mission Accomplished shirt, and we will get you one right away. All right, without further ado... Let's go ahead and bring in our first guest of the evening, Mr. Nate Teddy Bear Williams. How are you, sir? Hey, how's it going? How's it going, man? I am Kyle. This is Mission Accomplished. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, you have a show. You have a fight coming up next week. We are here to oh, talk about that. But before this we, Saturday. oh, it's this Saturday. Holy shit balls! All right, that is right around okay. the corner. All right. Um, before we get into that, let's talk about you. You are a 50-plus fight veteran at 33 years old, which blows my goddamn mind. Uh, you are a busy fighter. You are a very impressive fighter. I've been watching a lot of your fights, and um, it seems like you come into every single fight outsized, but it seems like you outpower everybody you go up against. Uh, is that a fair assessment about you, sir? Uh, I, don't, I mean, I guess I don't try to outpower them. I don't think I do. I just... I'm quicker than a lot of people. Um, so, and I use, I use my size as my advantage because I can get out of a lot of different submissions or different, get into different holes or put myself in different positions to work in my advantage. Hell yeah, man. You got a really strong uh, wrestling base, but that's not all you got. In your last couple fights, you showed your whole your whole broad base of skills with it, when it came to striking, grappling, um, jujitsu, you, uh, in, in the fight against, um, Gonzalo Ponce, I believe his name was Gonzalo Ponce. Uh, you, you showed your power in, in the fight against, um, uh, the last one, Jesus Christ. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Balu. Yeah. He, 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 he dropped you early. Yeah. You, you uh you showed a ton of resilience, grit, heart, all that, all the stereotypical, you know, common terms used. How how rocked were you in this fight? Let's bring let's bring up that uh that fight real quick. Um 
And let's go over this real quick. I put, we put, we put together a little, uh, he dropped you here. Yeah. How uh, hurt, how hurt were you? I was, it was like a flash. Um, it was a more of a shock cause I didn't see it, but I was totally with it. Um, I can hear both of my, my wife and then my corner guy yelling me, you're fine. You're fine. And I was absolutely fine. Um, uh, even the, like the chokes, he didn't have me in the chokes. I was just sitting there breathing, just sitting there relaxed. Like I put up the, put up the thumbs. Like okay, I'm cool, I'm relaxed. Yeah. Um, I just was buying my time. And then you uh, you pulled this slick reversal and got the uh, the belly down armbar, a la Cowboy Cerrone, Mike Perry over there. That was I'll tell you right now because earlier in the fight you you had to, you had to uh, fight off a choke as well. Right. So that was, it, he, he tried about two or three different submission attempts on you. And I, I'll tell you, man, it was a, uh, it was a hell of a performance in, in grit and balls. And then uh, you the slapped that funny, arm bar. The but, funny thing is, is I hit that arm bar in practice all the time. Just like it's nothing. Like it's just natural. And I was just practicing that, scenario in the back me passing and them grabbing my arm uh with my corner and me stepping around for that arm bar and just so happens oh i was in that scenario and boom dude you see that so many times like with the uh like the you remember when connor knocked out uh jose aldo and then that footage came out of him like doing that step back like perry yeah. left hand it's yep, like in the, in the back yeah yeah, it's 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 funny how often that happens. Like you just were working on it in the back before the fight, and then boom, it happens. It's like uh, uh, Jorge Masvidal and Ben in the uh, knee. Ben Askren. Yeah, exactly, man. He was practicing it ten minutes before the fight. It's it's just crazy how often that happens. And now right. in the in the fight before that, um, you you pulled off a a, a powerful slam after a war with uh with Ponce. Was he not? Was he knocked out when he when you dropped this slam here? Um, it it was. I mean, you pretty much dominated this entire fight, and and I and I know that like after your last two fights, you've been pretty adamant to call out the UFC, like you want your shot, and and I can't imagine at 30, 33 years old with fifty one fights, which is like I said, crazy to me that you were early in your career. Would you fight about twenty two times in three years? That's just like. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was going on in your life that kept you that busy, man? You just uh well it was my wife because at the time um uh, I wasn't working. I was just fighting, training and fighting. And so every time I would fight with a fight opportunity would come up, oh, is that thirty five? Fuck it, I'll take it. Whatever, I'll take it. Oh, one of the tough the toughest guys in, in, in the world, I don't care, I'll take it. And I a lot of it I a lot of it I took was because of the money. Um, and now I've gotten, gotten older. I mean, it just even in the past couple of years, like, yeah, I, so I know I've said I retired this and I retired that after losses. And I think that's, that's just because of the, the um, frustration of, of a loss. Um, I'm totally in it. So if anybody thinks that, one foot is in and one foot's out. They're totally mistaken because um, before I didn't have an actual camp and like an actual gym, I would go 
striking here, jiu-jitsu here, MMA here, strength conditioning here, and now I have a full gym of people that I can do with myself. So I'm all in because I have a group of people that are all in with me. And so I'm ready. Um, I'm, I feel I'm at my prime. I feel I'm the best. My body feels good. My technique is right where I want it to be. Sure, yeah, you can always get better, but I'm just getting better every time I go in. I mean, I'm my striking coach. I'm able to pick and choose what I want to do when I want to do it. And not a lot of fighters can do that because they have to go off of another coach's schedule. Well, I can do what I want. I can look up, oh, I know what this guy likes to do. Okay, let's work on this. Let's work on that. And, you know, that's. And that's, that's a sign, sign of a true veteran right there. Like, I yeah, mean, you, you can, you can come up with a game plan and stick with it, which is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and like I was, I was talking to my, my boy, Mike, who you were communicating with. He's a co-host of mine on, on the Thursday night show, the Mike and Miss show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling him, man, after watching your fights, like, do you, do you walk around around 125 or do you cut to 125? Cause it seems like, um, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, it seems like, like I said earlier, you have the power advantage, whether you want to admit it or not. Like you've got a lot of power in your short, in, in your little stout body. And uh, it impresses the hell out of me because you take people down at will. Uh, you transition with ease. Like, I mean, do, uh, do you, do you well, cut to 125 or is that pretty much? Uh, well, I used to be a lot bigger. Um, I had a serious, uh, injury about mm, about 2013 2014 um and it took me out for about a year and a half and so i went from walking around about 155 cutting down to 125 barely making it 125 and i lost a bunch of weight lost a lot of my muscle and now i walk damn near like 135 137 and so i still cut maybe 10 to 12 pounds, but I was cutting damn near 30 pounds a fight. That's rough. And now, so now, now I'm walking, I'm walking easy. I can cut, I can cut 10 pounds in a week. Easy. Two days, easy. And it's, I mean, so short notice fights. I, I like short notice fights because I can cut it. What I was saying, uh, I, I was looking at, looking your record up, man. You fought 12 times in 2009. <laughs> That's, oh, really? Is, yeah, I, I was counting that up. I'm like, holy shit, this dude fought every month for the entire month, entire year of 2009. He was busy. That that's, yeah, that's right when I got out of college, too. So, I mean, I was, like I said, I was just fighting for the money and then fighting because I love the sport and I just got out of college wrestling and I wanted, I still wanted that, I still had that drive to compete. Um, and at that time, I couldn't wrestle and fight professionally because I would have lost my scholarship. Now I can do that. If yeah. I want to, I could go back to college and wrestle because they, they see it's that it's two different things. But at the time I couldn't, I could, I had, had to not fight and stay amateur or wrestle in college. And at the time there wasn't, I wasn't, I mean, I was a good college wrestler, but I wasn't on the national level, like going to the Olympics or, you know, I mean, D1s or anything like that. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to keep wasting money. I'm about to go to make some money. 
Now, is Des Moines, Iowa, like you born and raised? That's your that's that's where you're from. I'm from Waterloo, Iowa, which is like two hours away from here. Okay. Um, and then moved up here in 2004. Right. I was getting into a bunch of trouble up there, so I had to move up here with my dad. And now you have your own gym, Real Real Warrior Academy. Can you tell us a little yes, bit sir. about your gym? Uh, I op- well, I opened up the gym. It was around, oh, I want to say November, December, maybe. Um, I had a I had a gym. I had a, I co-owned a gym called the Warrior Academy before this and before the whole COVID thing happened. Um, our landlord was kind of a scumbag, and uh, his bu- whole building got shut down by the city. Uh, our business and then like two or three other businesses were in the same building got shut down. Um, and so that was in like February and then March happened with this whole COVID thing. And so everything started opening back up about January. Um, I got sorry, January, June. And my guys were like, Hey man, we want to start training again. We don't care where it's at. We don't, we just don't want to go anywhere else we want to stay with you um and so i talked to a gym and started renting a couple of t- time slots a, a a week weekly um just to bring in money to see how much i was able to bring in and from i want to say june until you know what like september or october november um we we're at this other spot and finally opened up my own gym and uh been here ever since Nice, and you can. Do you have uh, some other prospects coming up through there? Like, uh, oh. like you, you got some killers. Yeah, yeah. We we just had a guy um, fight kick, some kick a kickboxing fight over the weekend. Um, he fought a guy. He's only he was only one and zero. He's only been in here, man. December, six months, seven months. Um, first fight. Got knockout, clean knockout, overhand right. He faked overhand right, came with an uppercut, stiffened the guy. Next guy he fought had more fights. He was like, what is he, eight and three, eight and four, and it was a good fight. Beat the beat the hell out of him and end up uh, um, checking the leg and hurting his knee. But he was winning the fight the whole fight. And these are, uh, so these are pro or are these pro? No, or he's an amateur. He's an amateur. Amateur kickboxer. He's going to be uh, doing MMA, but man, he's, uh, I, I call him smooth because his hair, he reminds me of Benson Henderson, dude. His hair, uh, when he's practicing, man, is just bouncing all over. He has the back in a ponytail. He's been bouncing all over. He has the mindset of, of Benson. I mean, he's, Real just good, my, good, good. minus the toothpick though right yeah 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 no i won't let him do that <laughs> now rick green says to ask you about the mcc tournament for the belt it was two or three fights in one night what, what was that about <laughs> uh, so uh i fought twice in one night this was back i think 2000 yeah 2012 um i fought uh Tony Crowder for the first fight. Uh, no, sorry, I take that back. I talked. Uh, I fought Jovan Miles for the first fight, first fight of the night, um, and it went all three rounds. So I've already, I was already in a three round war, five round, uh, three round war, five minutes. And then the guy that 
that I was I fought next, I think he beat this guy in like thirty seconds. So I was already coming in at a disadvantage. Um, and so we fought co-main event. I ended up submitting him with the key lock in the second round. It was a good fight. Back in the day when you can fight three times in one night. That's uh you know yeah, it's that was rough. It's funny when you when you look this up, I'm I'm looking at your record. It doesn't I mean I'm looking at tapology, and let's just take that for what it is because tapology seems to fuck up all the time. Um they don't have any of the ways you won in any of those fights, dude. It's just like win, 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 win. If you look on uh the other shirt dog. Yeah, sure dog. Sure dog yeah. Have it. yeah. Yeah. You fought some very well-known dude uh, guys, man, like Ch- Chico Camus and uh, Brandon Royville, and like yeah. you got a, Tony uh, Tony Crowder. You got a, a lot of uh, very very big names on your record. I don't understand what is it that has kept you away. I mean, you you had a few fights in Bellator. You you fought for Titan FC. Um, what's kept you out of the UFC, man? What's their problem? <laughs> Tell me what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm at the point that I don't care. I'll fight for anybody. I don't really care anymore. Um, I just want to fight at yeah. this point. Um, if it's UFC, Bellator, PFL, One uh, FC. What about XFC, Bare Knuckle? XFC. <laughs> um, I've actually been been uh, contacted by Bare Knuckle to. Um, come fight in their 125 division that they just opened up. Um, so, I mean, that's that's we, always on the back back of my mind, you know. I mean, but my, my thing is, I'm a wrestler. I, I like to take right. people down and submit people. But, I, I mean, I like to stand up, too. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, if a, if the paycheck's right, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right? As, as they say, the if the money's right, if it's fight. It's, right. Um, yeah, man. So, what can you tell us about your next opponent? Your title? Def- are you de- okay? Explain this to me. You are the pinnacle combat champion, but you're fighting for B two fight series. Uh, I'm just like confused by that whole thing. How does that work? So, uh, B two has, I think they have like six different promotions that they that they own or that they work with. Um, and I have three of their titles. Uh, sorry, two of their titles right now. I have. The Hard Rock MMA title, okay, and then the Pinnacle title. Um, I'm fighting for another their one of the other titles. Okay, so it's like um, you know this whole. Um, I guess that's the, like the whole thing with like the UFC and the players. I mean the the fighter union that's never going to get made and everything. You know how the UFC has like guys locked up. Like Nate D, uh, Nick Diaz is coming back off of a five-year layoff, and they're like, "Yeah, you want to come back? You're stuck here." I just don't understand how the UFC can lock somebody down like the Detroit Lions did to like Megatron and um and, and like Barry Sanders back in the day, where like if you can retire, but if you come back, you're fighting for nobody but us. But like a guy like yourself, you our free reign to go win belts all over the place. I, I don't know. I just don't understand how they have monopolized. Uh, I guess that's a, a conversation for another day. It's like, you're a perfect example of how fighters should be able to operate. You know what I mean? You're yeah, independent, you're independent contractors, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, 
it is what it is. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in the UFC, so I don't know how they run. Um, I'm just going to keep on fighting wherever I can, keep on picking up belts. I, I know, I don't know who has the, who, what the, uh, who has the record for the most belts in uh, MMA history? Maybe it's by Shoney Carter, but Shoney Carter. I was gonna say Shoney, probably. You know, I want to. I want to figure out what that is, and I want. I want to be right up there with him. Be one of the the most person with the most the fighter with the most titles in MMA history. So I mean, oh, I want to say he's somewhere up around the twenty five or twenty six range, something like that. Okay. See? So what do you what are you at? Sixteen right now? Sixteen, seventeen um on Saturday. Seventeen on Saturday. All right. Well let's trans right transition right into that before we uh let you go. We always have a I got a little fun thing we're gonna do together before we let you go. But tell me a little bit about James Clark and your opponent on Saturday night. Um from from what I've gathered, uh a big wrestler, um likes to throw a little bit of hands to shots. Um like myself, um, I think I have better jiu-jitsu. Um, I think my striking is a little bit better. Um, I mean, we'll see. Um, scrappy kid. Scrappy young kid. That is a young kid. Yeah. Um, he keeps saying that I'm, I retire after every fight that I lose. Well, make me retire. You say, you say that? Well, make me retire then. There you go. Well... I don't know. He's four and three. So, I, I mean, he's only got seven pro fights under his belt and he has the but balls. He, he has the balls okay. to like say that to a guy like yourself that has 51 pro fights and 16 titles under your belt. Like that, that's, that's some balls on this kid. I mean, I don't think it's balls. That's confidence. And you know what? I want that because I don't want nobody coming in scared. And that, oh, well, I just came in scared or anything like that. No, come in ready to fight. I want you to come in there and think you're going to take me out because that's what I'm ready for. All right. I, I, I have 50 fights for a freaking reason. So I hope you're ready, motherfucker, because I'm ready. There you go, man. You go ahead and get yourself another belt on Saturday night. That is, I mean, I never, I haven't. I can honestly tell you, I haven't seen James Clark fight, so I can't say anything oh, about he's tough. that. He's tough. Oh, he's tough. tough. Oh, he's yeah. a tough. Like I have, he only had, he only had, he's four and three, but I think he was like twelve and two, twelve and three as an amateur. I mean, he's fought some tough guys, um, and he's. I guess he just fought for the. He tried out for the uh, one FC tryouts and went like three and one. So, oh really? I mean, so I mean, he's like seven and seven and five. So, sorry, seven and whatever. So oh. I mean, when I was pointing is, out his record, I was I was I was pointing out the number of fights he has. Not not. It don't matter, bro. You got a lot of experience. It don't matter about record and fights. Right. Uh, how many fights I have had? I've I've gotten beat by guys that don't have any fights. Uh, I've beaten guys that have just as many fights, or close to many fights for me. So you know what I mean. I don't care. Uh, I'm glad that he took the fight yeah. um that means he's not scared and all and what it's telling me is he's taking me seriously because i'm taking him very seriously and i'm not overlooking him at all so if that's what he thinks then i then he's sad and mistaken 
Sadly mistaken. And and like we like I asked you earlier, um, do you? I mean, do you plan on on making the call out one more time after you win this title on Saturday night, or you just take it if the UFC comes calling, you'll you'll accept the phone call? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like at this point, um, like I they, said before, I'll fight for whoever. I'm right. not saying I made that mistake the first time and not calling anybody out. I made that mistake the second time calling them out. Right. So I don't care who calls. Again, I don't care. LFL, XFA, LFA, Bellator, UFC, 1FC, I don't care. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go and fight over in, over in, uh, 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 Paris and over in that area. Cause I know they have like brave, brave FC and all that stuff. I don't care. I'll go to, I'll go to Canada and fight. I don't care. Cause I know they got some good shows up there. So, Hey, we might, we might meet again. I might, <laughs> I might come to Canada and fight. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the what the future holds only God knows that. And I can only leave that to God's hands. There you go, man. Well, I, uh, I had shared the, the website to watch the pay-per-view this weekend. I believe it's www.b2fightseries.com. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And, and I, put, my, put my name in the note, right. note to the seller box. Yep. We, uh, we shared your link so you can, so we can, uh, get our viewers to, um, to get you some credit on there. So, before I let you go, my man, uh, we do this thing called the speed round where I ask some random off the wall questions to get everybody to know the fighter a little bit more and, you know, have some fun. You want to do this? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hell yeah. The speed round with Mr. Nate, Teddy Bear Williams. Oh, before I do that, where did the Teddy Bear nickname come from? <laughs> so, um, I was in high school wrestling in college and uh, not so sorry, in high school. Um, and I was always talking with the ladies off the mat and they go on the mat. I would do my thing. And so one of my friends, he was actually, uh, he, he went and wrestled at Iowa. Um, he was like, man, let me just start calling you teddy bear. So both, both of my friends, uh, him and Josh Douglas, start calling me teddy bear. And, uh, when I first started fighting, I didn't have a nickname and I was like five and oh, six and oh. And they're like, dude, you have to have a nickname. And they're like, what about Nate the Great? I was like, no, that's played out. Everybody says Nate the Great. And my my buddy's like, dude, what about Teddy Bear? I was like, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, say hi to Nate. He's a world champion right there. You want to say? <laughs> I just got I just got uh, bombarded by my kids here. Hello. Hello. Hi. All right, they're going to bed. Sorry. Uh-huh. Love you. Bye-bye. All, right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's never happened before on a live show, but. Oh, that's okay. Hey, show them your muscles. Tell them you're going to be a fighter one day. Oh. Oh, that's a gangster right there. I want <laughs> hey, 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 I want the problem. All right. I love you guys. Good night. <laughs> so. Uh, All right. <laughs> Back so, to the teddy yeah. bear story. Oh, no, you're good. So. My, uh, they were like, you gotta have a nickname. I was like, I don't know. What about Nate? They're like, what about Nate the Gray? I was like, no, that's that's played out. I'm not doing that. Yep. And my buddy's like, dude, what about Teddy Bear? I was like, no, that's that's not this. I don't know. Nobody. I hope nobody takes it in defense. I was like, no, that's that's kind of gay. I'm not doing that. That's not a <laughs> fight name. That's not a fight nickname. Yeah. And they're like, just do it. I'm like, all right. And so 
they started calling me like uh, uh, Keebler Elf and stuff like that, just messing around because of my height. And I was like, dude, no, I'm just, just call me Teddy, but I forget it, whatever. And so, thousand, two thousand, and like early two thousand and uh, eight, two thousand nine, and. Uh, yeah, and here you are, done. 45 fights later, and it sticks right. with you, man. Right. I love it. Dude, I love it. I love nicknames like that that like are completely off the wall. I mean, like outside of the fight world, you know what I mean? Like right. Eddie Bear. And then people take you take you uh take you lightly because your nickname and you go ahead and fuck them up. So there you go. <laughs> Perfect setup. All right, let's do a speed round with uh Nate Williams here. This is everybody's favorite part of the show because it has really not much to do with fighting, and we just get to know you a little bit better. Number one, what is your favorite all-time TV show? Ooh, uh, I'd have to say um crime like crime watch. Crime watch. Okay. All right. I'm a Sopranos guy myself. I'm a Sopranos guy. Yeah, it's like watching like like uh crime shows like this kind of sound a little more bit like, like murders and yeah. aid and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine that was uh, convinced that he can get away with murder because he watches enough of those shows to know exactly how to fucking do it. <laughs> I'm like, Kenny, dude, you can't do that shit. So uh, if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, probably steak and then uh, probably steak and eggs and bacon. Nice steak, eggs, and bacon. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, mm, probably super speed because I don't, I don't need a uh, car. <laughs> you know what? Somebody, I asked another fight on this question and they're, they're, I never even thought of this one. The ability to uh, reverse time and fast forward time. I was like, whoa, that's a yeah. good one. You've okay. I was like, wow, you've really obviously had this question or thought about this before because that's not some <laughs> shit that you just come up off the top of your head. No way. And if, they, and if he did, that was crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Uh, what would uh, who would you get to play you in a movie about your life? Oh, Mighty Mouse. Because I get everybody says, hey, hey, you, I remind, you remind me of Mighty Mouse. And I don't look like him. I think it's just because of my height. Because you're uh, your your height's the same and you're a 125 pound wrestler. Yeah, fair fair enough. And I think we're we're not the same color, but we're like light colored. I don't know. <laughs> uh, could you go five rounds with DJ? No, no, <laughs> no, not five rounds. I, I mean, I'll go maybe two or three. There you go. What is, what is a hobby of yours that would surprise some people? Hmm. Honestly, I don't really have a hobby, honestly. No, just, you, don't, you don't crochet really. blankets or play the guitar or anything like that? I, I mean, I play PlayStation. That's about it. There you go. That's not a surprise that everyone plays video games. Okay, what song has been stuck in your head more than any song any uh, your entire life? How many, you know, what song has been stuck in your head the most times throughout your life? Probably Awesome God. Oh, the Ben Ben Henderson uh, what, entry song? That, yeah, because because when I I've I've started fighting um, when he was in the WEC and saw him and I followed him through that and like just I hear I've yeah and it's in, it's in my playlist and stuff so there you go now uh, watch that mic all right okay number seven favorite all time breakfast cereal oh man uh, 
that cocoa crisp. Cocoa crisp. There you yeah. go. You get the chocolate milk afterwards. Yeah. Can't, can't fail. Can't fail. All right. Uh, what food do you dislike the most, and why? Cheese, because I'm lactose intolerant. There you go. Perfect answer. <laughs> and uh, what's one quality about yourself that you're most proud of? Uh, my heart. Yep. Anybody? My determination. There you go. I mean that that you that. No, nah, like my, my my mind because my mind is my mind is stronger than most. There you go. I can push through things. Uh, when most uh, when most uh, when most others can't. That that fight we were talking about earlier is a prime example of that, man. You could have been out three times in that fight, but you kept your composure. You fought your way back, and you armbarred him back, and it was beautiful. Number ten, last question before I let you go: How long after the expiration date is it okay to eat something? Uh, it depends on what it is. Dude, this is a fight that me and my wife get into almost all the time. I fucking throw shit around. I throw shit away the the minute it hits the expiration date, and she's like, "Nah, man, smell it. Two two three days." <laughs> like, fuck that. It just, it just depends on what it is. <laughs> yeah. It what it is. All right. Well, man, before I let you go, go ahead and shout out anything you want to shout out, anyone you want to shout out, any prediction you want to give for your title fight on Saturday. This is your time, yeah. my man. Man, I don't have a prediction. I just, I just hope, and I know it's going to be a five-round war. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going for, um, and uh, that's what I'm predicting. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I don't sit there and predict. Say I'm going to do this. I'm going to because I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm about to fight. All right, you got any sponsors or anything you want to shout out before I let you go? Yeah, I have uh, Cryo Life, Mercedes, uh, L Beauty, Invincy Graphics, uh, CBD Lion, Grind Sports Inc. Uh, my boy uh, Nick at uh, HKA USA, Dragon's Den Taekwondo, um, Ali's Knockout Painting, um, Heinz Recycling, uh, Top Mount Apparel. Uh, Papa's Trap uh, Kitchen, CF Warrior, and uh, my newest sponsor, Prep Kings. All right, man. Everybody, go follow. And uh, there's your uh, there's your um, logo, Real Warrior Academy, right there on the screen. Everybody, go check them out. If you're in the uh, Des Moines, Iowa area, that's the place to go train and go follow him at Teddy Bear MMA125 on Instagram and Nate Williams on Facebook. I thank you so much for coming on, sir, and best of luck Saturday night. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, bye. Have a good one. All right. That was my first guest. And boom. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Hey, Sam Shoemaker. You're, there you are. You're. I don't even have to uh, introduce you because you popped right up on my screen. Uh, we have one half of BKFC 18's heavyweight title fight. Sam Hillbilly Hammer Shoemaker in the house. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Nish. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, how how you been? How's training? And uh, how are things, my friend? Man, everything's good. We're uh, full steam ahead in training, uh, you know, just ready to go. So we're excited about this upcoming title fight and the opportunity to uh, prove to the world that we're uh, the top heavyweight bare knuckle fighter. So Now, uh, are you doing anything different in preparation for Joey Beltran than you normally would? I've seen you. Um, I got to tell you. Uh, 
being a military guy and, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but military people are completely fucking dickheads about PPE and safety. And uh, I had a few people concerned about you cracking uh, rocks with a, with a sledgehammer, not wearing proper uh, eye protection, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so it was like one, one piece of shrapnel in the eye and his fucking title fights out the window <laughs> yeah i hear you uh yeah i don't know it's just how i roll sometimes uh usually i i do i wear some eye protection but at the moment we were trying to get some get some footage and it was last minute you know hey let's go ahead and video this real quick while you're working all right cool let's go but most of the time i do wear some that's awesome, man. And um, you will be fighting the, the executioner for both the BKFC and the Police Gazette titles. Um, the road here has been a, a pretty tough one, but you you came out of it with a four and one record. You beat guys like Arnold Adams and and uh, or you fought guys like yeah Arnold Adams. You uh, you fought Chase Sherman. You beat Bobo Bannon. Um, it hasn't been an easy route to get there but now you're there man and uh how excited are you to be main event in the biggest event in the history of the bkfc man over the top you know we're honored to be a part of the you know one half of the of the main event uh at the biggest uh, bare knuckle event so far and uh you know we're looking to put on a show and make a statement so uh we're excited and we're gonna go out there and let it all hang out <sighs> Now, um, do you see similarities in any of your prior bare knuckle fights that you can carry into Joey, or is he a different breed than any of the others that you uh, you have went through already? Uh, you know, he's mostly a different breed. He, he has a little bit of a fighting style, kind of like Bobo, where they come straight in, you know, looking to exchange shots. Um, but uh, also Beltron's, you know, he's rugged. He, he can take a good shot and he gives it. He's got good defense um, for the most part, um, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, we see uh, some similarities, but then again, like I said, at the same time, he, he's a different animal too. Yeah. Were you down in uh, Birmingham? I don't think I saw you down there. No, I didn't end up making it to the show. I was in uh, training camp, so I wasn't able to go. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you, what'd you think about the Frank Tate, uh, Josh Burns fight, man, Frank Tate taking that, getting that bump up to the main event on a couple days notice. He put on a hell of a show, I, I would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought he did great. I loved it. Um, I, I always like seeing Josh Burns get shut, uh, his mouth shut, you know, punch in the face. So it was, uh, it was very awesome. Good job, Frank Tate. <laughs> do you, do you have like a prior beef with Josh Burns uh, that I don't remember or know about? Or what's that uh, he, about? He just, he just likes to make backhand comments and talk about how he's a, the best bare knuckle fighter out there, which yeah, I guess you got to kind of have that attitude, but the way he throws it around, it's like, dude, shit, yeah, I just don't like hearing it the way he does it. And he's got a hundred percent KO rating, but also like a 65% loss rating as well. So, Hey, I don't know what to tell you, but, um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm not me and him. Uh, one day we'll uh, we'll fight. It's gonna happen. You'll scrap. You guys got a hell of a division right now, man. After after Joey, I mean, you go out there, you get that belt against Joey. You got freaking uh, Dylan Kleckler, Frank Tate, Bobo Bannon just got a big win against Zach Calmus. Uh, what did you think about Zach Calmus? I, I I know you know Bobo. You you had fought him in the past, and and Bobo is Bobo. Everyone knows Bobo and loves Bobo. But Zach Calmus made his debut against a, a wily veteran like Bobo, and that kid put on a fucking Undertaker type performance, huh? Kept getting up. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. 
you have a kid's got a lot of heart, you know, uh, it definitely came out swinging and, uh, you know, uh, took, took some good shots, you know, it was very entertaining for the fans, kept getting up, you know, he's a tough guy. Sometimes that's, you know, you're too tough for your own good. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I think he's got a good future as long as he gets in there and gets back to the gym and, uh, you know, gets his cardio up and, uh, comes back out swinging like he did that. He'll uh, be very entertaining for the, for the fans. You know, the, the thing is about Zach and I, I'm, I, I am having him on the show tomorrow night. He's going to be on the Mike and Miss show tomorrow night. I got your other, I got your opponent, Joey Beltran coming on tomorrow night. So we're going to talk, but after him, I got Zach Thomas is Zach. I didn't realize he was um, a member of the USA boxing team. And he was like, he was like ranked 10th or 12th in the country, like just four years ago as a, oh, as nice. a heavyweight. Yeah. I was like, Holy shit. What? What happened? I, mean, I don't know. It's like um, I, I can't wait to dig into that with him tomorrow. But I think that, like you said, if he gets in the gym and he gets his cardio up, that could that kid could be a guy you see down the road as well. He's got a ton of heart and he's got a lot of skills. So, yeah, um, sure. uh, tell me a little bit about your Hillbilly Hammer IPA, man. I gotta, I one, I gotta get me some of that. Where the hell do I buy it? And um. Two, where'd you guys come up with the idea for the 3D can and like the whole nine? Like, what, what got you into the beer business? Man, honestly, I got to give all the credit to uh, a local brewer here, uh, Chris Byers. Uh, he owns a Bees Knees Ale House here in Versailles, Missouri, here at the Lake of the Ozarks. And he uh, he called me up one day and he's like, hey, uh, you know, I love what you're doing. I love what you stand for. I'd love to, uh, you know, I just came up with this beer and I'd love to, uh, you know, put your name on it. You know, it's a it's a a blonde uh, hazy IPA and it uh, packs a good punch. He said, I think it'd be a perfect fit. I said, dude, that's, that's great. Let's go, you know? And uh, yeah, he's done a great job with the, what he did. He came up with the 3d labels and everything. So it's, uh, it's been pretty exciting and it, uh, it's, it's going over very well. Everyone has tried it, has loved it for the most part. You know, we've had a few people that aren't really into that kind of beer, you know, but uh, it's really had a good, uh, a, a good uh, showing so far so we're excited about it and hopefully we can get it out nationwide eventually right now it's just a, as a local dis, dis, distribution um but uh we're looking to be able to to get some out to everyone uh, i just got done mailing some to family in chicago today so i'm sure we could figure something out and get you some just to see what you think yeah hell yeah man i love i love being good ipa every once in a while my wife doesn't because when i when i get into the ipas for some reason um I can't not drink one of a four pack. I got to drink the whole four pack. And then Amy gets all pissed off at me because I end up snoring that night and I end up sleeping <laughs> on the couch. You know, you know how that is. Yeah. Yeah. If you drank four of these, you would, uh, you'd be sleeping on the couch. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I can get my hands on some at some point. Um, yeah. Can you order them online? Uh, as of right now? No, you cannot. Um, but, uh, we will, no. uh, we're hopefully going to be able to get there at some point. We're just trying to get the, we're, we, we, we brought it out. We're feeling the market and seeing what people think of it. And then uh, from there, we're just going to hopefully just expand to, uh, you know, full distribution across the United States. It'd be great. Hell yeah. And, uh, I hung out with your uh, manager, Matt, a little bit down in, uh, Birmingham. He's a good dude. Uh, how did you and Matt end up? Have you guys known each other for a long time or how did, how did you guys end up hooked up and working together? Yeah, yeah, no, we went to high school together. He's a couple grades younger than me, but no, uh, I've known Matt for a long time. His dad was my uh, middle school principal. So, yeah, we've known each other for quite some time. And, uh, you know, he's been a, a fight fan. And, uh, you know, uh, he actually had a little bit of combat sports background himself training. 
So he uh, he's all about it, and uh, we got to talking one day, and he's really good with business. You know, he runs his own business and does well. So and uh, he's like, hey, I'll, you know, I'd love to help you out and see what I could do. And uh, it's actually been a great relief. He's been doing a great job with the sponsors and business side of it. Uh, that way, I can focus more on training and uh, you know doing my thing. And he's been helping out with expenses and stuff as far as that with with getting the sponsors brought on and the exposure and things like that. So it's been really good having him. Yeah, good dude. He's a very he's um real quick to respond when I like reach out about, you know, business with you. I don't know if he represents any other fighters right now. And if he doesn't, good for you. He could put a hundred percent of his uh efforts into uh progressing your career, which you're doing fine on your own in, in the ring, but you know, outside the ring, it's it's better to let somebody else deal with all that shit. Yeah, for sure. It helps. Now uh you're from the Lake of the Ozarks, man. Um why aren't you on the show? Which one? Ozark? <laughs> yeah, why aren't you? Well, I feel like you could have been a perfect, like, uh, what's the farm? The guys that were selling the opium, that were, like, growing yeah. the opium and selling the heroin. Whatever the, whatever those guys' names were, I cannot remember. But um, I feel like you would have been a perfect henchman for those dudes on that show. What's up with that? I don't know. We tried. Uh, they actually started filming here, but the, the tax cut in Georgia is a lot better, I guess, than Missouri. You'll figure. So they did the first initial couple scenes here and did some openings here. But then now, actually, most of the show is shot in Georgia. So uh, but I was an extra uh, for the first episode and it never made the cut. I was pretty disappointed. But, yeah, I got ah. to stand out. I got to stand out and get filmed for a little while. But uh, no speaking parts and I just stand there looking big and ugly, you know. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, nah, really man. That. Been fun. That's uh, that's great, man. The Snells. That's the Snells. That's who yeah, they were. Yeah. The Snells, man. They were. Is that where you were? Were you an extra for them, or were you just on the show? No, it was just like the opening where they were driving across the dam and the lake and seeing all the 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 place that they call the strip down there in Osage Beach, where it's where a lot of the shops and stuff are. And uh, it, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't think it ever made the cut. Are you born and raised? Like you, that's you, where you're from, from the jump. Yeah, yep. Yeah, born and raised. Yep. Born and raised. So I, I assume Matt's from the, uh, Matt and Matt Cole are from there too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, so when I was talking about the heavyweight division earlier, I was like, after you go through Joey Beltran, you got blah 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 blah. I forgot to mention AJ Adams, who you fought already once. He's right there in the mix as well, man. You guys got some fucking killers up there. So you you yeah. you uh you looking to stay busy after after June 18th or June whatever the date is, June uh BKFC 18. Yeah, yeah. No, we're we're looking to stay busy and the the heavyweight division's full of great fighters. Um, you know, they got that Mick Terrell coming over from uh Mick Terrell. Over the pond. So we're, uh, you know, we're looking to get matched up with him too. You know, he, uh, he likes to talk a lot and, you know, he's a pretty good fighter. So uh, his manager really likes to talk, you know, and talk about how great he is. So, we, you know, I'm from Missouri, the show me state. So you got to show me. So I'd love to get in there and mix up with him too. <laughs> I love that attitude. You also got Godbeer. If he could ever get over here, Mark Godbeer yeah, yeah. was supposed to be over here. He was supposed to fight Mick Terrell, I believe. Right. Yeah, yeah, they were they were signed up to fight each other and something to do with his visa or something. But I, hopefully, they get that worked out. I'd like to see him come over here too. My God, the the lineup of killers that you guys. The more we talk about it, the more names we keep thinking of. It's just like that is a stacked ass division. And I was, you know, I I brought my kids down to the uh, to the playground today because every Wednesday, fucking COVID, man, we're still doing the homeschooling on Wednesdays because the school district oh. here won't, won't open back up. So I don't work on Wednesdays. I 
I do the homeschool with my kids and then I, I like to bring them down to the play playground. And I ran into a girl that uh, I went to high school with 20 years ago. She's like, hey, you got you got a, a show or something right now, right? And she's just not into fights. She's not into to combat sports. So I, I'm like, yeah, I do a lot of uh, bare knuckle coverage. I cover a lot of BKFC, bare knuckle fighting championships. She's like, what's that? Is that like pro wrestling? I'm like, <laughs> I said, no, that is bare knuckle box. Like it's bare knuckle fighting. And she's like, and it's real. She couldn't fucking fathom it. She was like, so people get in a in a, in a ring with no gloves on and hit each other. <laughs> like, yes, that's what I'm trying to tell you. She's like, wow, I, I can't even imagine. And, uh, and that right there proves that like America is going to come around. The world's going to come around to this, but it's like, it's still, there's still some shock and awe, dude. When, oh, yeah, when people yeah, hear sure. this, you guys are, you guys are a different breed, man, to get in there and do that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It takes a certain kind of animal to get in there and, uh, you know, toe the line with no gloves on. Right. And, um, what is it that you, you had a pretty successful traditional boxing career. You were five and one with the gloves on. Was it just, uh, what, what drew you over to bare knuckle or was it, you just ran out of like, you ran out of a punk. I mean, what was no, it? I just, uh, I love the draw. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the rawness, it's, uh, the purest, it's the purest form of the sport, you know, uh, boxing started out bare knuckle. So, uh, you know, you don't get that extra padding, that protection, you know, the, it, it changes the distance even, you know, even though it's just three quarters of an inch, that's a big difference when it comes to fighting. So, um, no, I just, I like it, you know, it just reminds me of the old school days and I, uh, you know, want to be a part of the history of it. And that's uh, what we're doing. You know, we're laying the, the foundation for the future of sport. So it's awesome being a part of it. Yeah, and I love the grappling aspect of it. Not that you, like, you're not wrestling, but you guys can tie up almost like a hockey fight. As long as you stay yeah. busy, you know, yeah. you, you tie, tie up like a hockey, a good old hockey fight, and you just start yeah. slugging each other in the fucking face. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, that's what I said to her. I was like, you know, it's the oldest sport in the world. Like before anybody was kicking a ball around or throwing a ball around or tagging each other with anything, guys were fist fighting. So, you know, I mean, like, this is the middle age shit right here. And now it's sanctioned and it's legal and it's the fastest growing, most exciting sport on the planet. And uh, I'm just happy to be a, a part of covering it. I'm, yeah. you know, happy for you guys actually in it. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you still got a month. I mean, what? What kind of what kind of training are you doing? Um, are you are you like fully into camp right now, or are you guys uh, are slowly getting yourself there? Because you're you're still like a month and a half out from from the fight, right? Yeah, uh, we're really picking up steam. You know, we thought the fight was going to be uh, in May, so we were really hitting it hard. And then uh, you know it got, we had to pump the brakes just for a second. I mean, we stayed in it. Um, but now we're really starting to pick up steam again and really starting to do some two a days and just, uh, you know, get ready for war. Nice. And then, uh, are you bringing any, in any people to kind of like, you know, mock Joey Beltran, you know, body double so, him? Yeah we, yeah. we got a couple, uh, sparring partners, um, that come in and they fight a lot like Joey does. So it helps us out getting ready for that, getting ready for that pressure. Oh, I love it, man. Um, I'm looking to get myself down there, but as, as, uh, 
as you know, I am in the military and I got to fucking deal with that shit, man. And it's like every single time, I swear to God, every time you guys have a big event coming up and like we're planning our travel and all that stuff, boom, we get some sort of training that we got to do. And it's like, motherfucker, now I got to come. I got to convince this time I am going hard to convince my uh, my command to let me go down there because there's no way I'm missing this one. No fucking way. Um, yeah, yeah. four title fights. Jesus Christ, man. It's it's like for everybody that's watching knows four title fights, but you know, the the big boys in the main event, you got Palomino defending his title. You got a a 175 title on the line with Tiago Alves and Yuli Diaz. And then you got, um, uh, Tyler Goodjohn making the trip back over the pond to, oh yeah. You know, so I just said that. Um, and then Joe Riggs and and um Hector Lombard. So I mean it's like yeah. this the card is stacked like crazy, and then the the BKFC hasn't finished rounding that card out yet. So I'm really curious to see what the rest of that looks like. I don't know if you guys yeah. know, but you get no, you I can message it yet either. It's so funny how secret they keep everything. It's just fucking crazy. Um, I wanted to ask you about this this uh this contract you signed with the bkfc um what did you sign like an exclusive deal like uh, a certain number of fights with the bkfc i got this picture right here with um yeah it's a promotional five fight contract okay so i mean a promotional they're doing that a lot more lately right they're they're like signing five fight five fight contracts with you guys um is this uh I mean, are you promised as as long as you're healthy, they'll keep offering you fights? How does that work? Do you have to fight a certain amount of times a year or how does something like that work? No, it's Especially- a two it's basically like a two year five fight contract. Um so I'll just have to fulfill that as far as having five fights in two years for them, which is no problem. Five fights in two years. I mean, really in, in this line of business, as long as you don't have any handbrakes or any like real bad superficial cuts on your face. I mean, you can get right back out there. Lorenzo Hunt's a perfect uh, example of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Brandon Quigley says, Hey Sam, if you win versus Joey and gain the title, are you going to go stone cold and smash some of those hillbilly hammer beers in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be awesome. I've actually thought of that, but uh, I don't know if, uh, if Dave would allow that or not, but we'll see. That would be cool. Uh, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they. <laughs> that's a great question, and I'm sure they wouldn't give a shit, dude. As long, I mean, as long as you're building the brand, you're building their brand, you're building your brand. Everybody's marketing each other. It's a one hand washes the other kind of business. You know what I mean? As long as you're growing the sport in BKFC and making making noise, man. I'm sure they won't have any limitations on you, sir. Um, I don't know if you saw what I was doing with Nate Williams, though. I do a speed round with everybody, and I ask them a kind of like off the wall questions uh, that don't that don't have anything to do with fighting. Um, before I let you get out of here, you want to do one of these speed rounds? Let's do it. Let's do it. Speed round with the hillbilly hammer, Sam Shoemaker, number one favorite home cooked meal. This time of year, it would be spring wild turkey breast, morel mushrooms, and crappie out of the lake. 
Bam. And some uh, jalapeno poppers to go with it. Let's go. Pow. Jesus Christ. Man, that is very specific. And I love I love how specific you were with that. That's great. Number two, how realistic is the show Ozark? Is that shit really happen in the Ozarks? No, no. I mean, we got some <laughs> stuff that goes down, but it's not like the show. I promise you. <laughs> no, okay. All right. I had to. I had to ask that question. Beer, whiskey, or other? Both. Beer and Beer whiskey. And whiskey, both. Oh yeah. And other. Yeah, all of both. Yeah, but you know, whenever the pipe's not around, for sure. You know, you said earlier that you, that's really not your type. The Hillbilly Hammer IPA is not really your type. What is your type? Are you a, a light beer guy? Are you a Budweiser? Yeah, I, 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 Budweiser, Bud Light, you know, any of those. I'll drink some Corona, you know. I, I'm not super picky, but like I said, I don't drink too often. Hell, I'm always training, so I can't do too much. Right. But I tell you, right. that, that Hilly Hammer beer is awful tasty. I'm not just saying it because it's got my name on it. I like it. Well, I need to get my hands on some of that, and we'll do a taste test, uh, well, brutally honest taste sampling at, on the show here. How about that? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, would you rather go to space? Or the bottom of the ocean? Probably space. Probably space. Yeah. Yeah. The ocean stars, scares the shit out of me. Yeah, you don't know what's down there. And it's so dark. How are you going to see? Unless I, if I had some badass lights, maybe. Yeah. But it's so dark. <clears throat> there's there's still dinosaurs down there. I'm convinced. You know, there is. Oh, yeah. There's something down there. <laughs> what's the longest you've ever gone without a shower? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I love taking <laughs> A shower every day, uh, maybe a couple of days, like while camping or out roughing it. You know, that'd be about it, I'd say. Uh, dude, I I told this story once, and uh, people were disgusted by me. When I was uh, 19 years old, before I went to the military, I got laid off from like I worked at this copper company, and uh, I got laid off for the summer. And then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to the army anyway. I'm just." gonna go crazy so i went down to mesquamica beach in rhode island and i spent basically a month there and i slept on the beach almost like every night and uh, my shower for pretty much three weeks straight was just jumping in the ocean and getting back out and <laughs> <laughs> i awesome. was salty yeah i was i was i don't know what i smelled like but i had a good time it was summertime and people weren't leaving me alone so couldn't have smelled that bad. The ocean is beautiful. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say almost a month. All right. What horror movie character scared you the most? Ooh, I don't know. Um, what was that? Hellraiser back in the day? The guy with all the needles out of his face? Yeah, Pinhead. Of course, I was, I was yeah. young when that came out. But yeah, I'd say that was probably pretty good. <laughs> uh can candy man did it for me man back in the day candy man remember that movie oh yeah oh yeah candy man i heard they remade it or we're gonna remake it but yeah that was a good one too well if they did i gotta check it out because that thing scared the shit out of me as a kid but all <laughs> right let's uh, is it ever okay to put ketchup on steak i mean it'd have to be a dried out bland sucker i mean it wouldn't be okay put on any steak i make yeah i promise you but there you go some people don't know what they're doing <laughs> oh man all right what is the dumbest thing you've ever done on a dare uh jumped off a cliff naked into a river it was a lot it was a tall <laughs> one so that was pretty rough landing let me tell you <laughs> uh how old were you when this happened uh 15 16 i wasn't very old okay you weren't fighting for the bkfc when that happened that's good no. 
you wouldn't be telling that story if you were signed to the BKFC on a five-five contract. So no, probably not. No, I was young I, and dumb for sure. Young and dumb. There we go. Number nine. Do you believe in paranormal or extraterrestrial events? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of things out there we don't know about, and there's uh, too many things that's happened and been and that's been seen. So yeah, I definitely believe in that for sure. You don't think it's all government conspiracies? No, no. I'm no. just, I mean, I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I'm sure some of it is, but yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, I believe more in aliens than ghosts. To tell you the truth. Yeah. And number ten, last one. What is a talent that you possess that would surprise some people? Oh God. Um, hmm. Well, a talent that I would possess. I really can't. Mm, mm, that's a hard one. Got me stumped. What talent do I have? You know, with a hillbilly uh, hammer nickname, I would think you like play the banjo or something like that. I wish. I wish I was musically talented, and I could tell you that. That would be awesome. But yeah, no, no, none of that. Um, I'm not very artistic. You know, there's not anything there I could do. Uh, Someone in the comments said, "Carpenter, are you a carpenter?" Yeah, yeah, I can I can build a house from the start to finish for sure. Yep. Dude, that's a talent. I mean, I didn't know that. So there you go. I only knew you as Sam Shoemaker, the guy who knocks people out and goes the distance with his bare hands. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's a talent, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Be before before I let you go, uh, shout out any sponsors. Say whatever you want to say to Mr. Beltran. Make any predictions you want to make. Any, whatever. Say whatever you want. This is your time. And I want to give a shout out to my sponsors for sure. You know, uh, Tough Hombres Beard Company, um, Millstone uh, Thunder uh, and Marina, um, Oscusta Cabinets, um, Frankie and Louie's Beachfront Bar and Grill. Um, you know, that's a great place to go down and hang out during the summertime down at the lake. I highly recommend it. Captain Ron's is the same way. Another sponsor. They're a great place on the water to hang out, eat food, you know, have your drinks. It's a good time. Um, we also have uh, Nolan Chiropractic out of Jeff City. Um, you know, great place. You know, uh, you know, with a sport and a you know a line of work that I do, it's great to have someone that can really get in there and work me over and, and line me back out when I need it. Um, Labru Construction, uh, they're a good construction company down here at the lake. They do start to finish custom custom construction. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my family, my wife, my kids for supporting me and, and going through this journey with me. My, uh, you know, my manager, Rodney Rice, my business manager, Matt Kohler, uh, you know, and just all the fans and the, you know, uh, fight fans out there rooting for us and even the haters hating against us. You know, that, that gives us fuel for our fire, too. So I just appreciate everybody and uh, hope everyone tunes in for the title fight coming up because you won't want to miss it, I promise. Hell yeah. And do you have a social media that we could share? I didn't uh, I didn't add those to the ticker yeah. at the bottom. I usually do. Sorry. Yeah, on Instagram, I got Sam the Hillbilly Hammer Shoemaker, and then on uh, Facebook, Sam uh, the Athlete, you know, Shoemaker page. So go check it out, guys. There you, there you go, my man. Uh, best of luck. We'll probably talk one more time, maybe, before we got a lot of time before you and, the, you and him fight. So maybe hey, we'll get you hey, back man, on here. Up. Maybe yeah. we'll drink a Hillbilly Hammer. Maybe I can get some of them. We'll do it. Hey, let me know. Oh, and yeah, by we'll the talk. way, dude, by the way, I made that poster with the with the tattoo and the American flag behind that was my favorite poster that I, that, that I'm getting a lot of feedback from people that that might be their favorite tattoo of all time. By the way, a lot of people love oh, that tattoo. That's, nice. that's a, that's, that's a hell of a piece. And, Thanks, uh, hell yeah. 
It looked really good, man. So you uh, have yourself a great night. Thank you so much for coming on and look forward to talking to you in the future. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It's good talking to you. All right. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Yep. Later. Bye. All right. That is the Hillbilly Hammer, one half of the BKFC 18 heavyweight title fight against Joey the Executioner Beltran in Miami, Florida in June. Um, me and Mike should be there. I mean, it, I, I better be dead if I'm not there. So with that said, I got one more guest tonight. We've already had Nate Williams, the teddy bear. We've already had the hillbilly hammer on there, Sam Shoemaker. And now my veteran guest slash BKFC fucking fighter himself, the juggernaut, Ryan Jones. What is up, my man? What's up, man? How you doing? Good to see you. Good to talk to you again. How are you? And um, how are things since the uh the brawl with robert washington man i'm still kind of sour about that one but uh everything's going pretty good you know that had to hurt i mean only because you wanted to continue we all saw it uh ryan for those who are, are watching that didn't see it he lost his last fight to robert washington via doctor stoppage he had a nasty cut over his eye i believe we have a photo of it here uh can we show it ryan are you gonna get so oh yeah. man you know what do you think you could have continued oh I was, I was still continuing i didn't expect him to stop it right and and it you weren't you you continued and it they act like see with me and i am no doctor i'm no ringside doctor i'm you know what the was the blood filling your eye was it filling your eye up because it didn't no. seem like I was good and all of that, but I had another eye I could have looked out of. <laughs> you, you, I mean, look at Michael Bisping fought the whole second half of his career with one eye. And nobody said a damn thing about that. And he right. Exactly, man. That's that's what I'm talking about. Tony Locosoto says that's my boy. Yeah, I love man. Tony, man. Tony's a monster. He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna have a lot of heads tuning in when he gets in there to fight because he's gonna put on a show. Uh, when are we going to finally get to see him in there, man? Do you know? Do you know any inside info or what? I don't know nothing about winning, but they need to do something soon, man, because he's, uh, he's foaming at the mouth to get in there. Yeah, he's a good dude. We had a couple conversations with him down there. <laughs> he, he's a he's a fucking maniac, too. I, oh, I mean, man. his nickname, the nickname Loco kind of, you know, suits that man. Oh, yeah, he's definitely nuts. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's just briefly talk about your military career, and then we'll move on to uh, how you're doing with the the progression of your bare knuckle career. Now, you were a uh, a Navy uh, corpsman, yeah. cor corpsman, correct? Yeah, and, uh, uh, I went in as corpsman man because you know I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to have something that I could fall back on when I got out of the military. I, I wanted something. It was all about career base for me so when i went in i wanted to be in the medical field when i got out and uh so i went in to uh try helping people i thought that'd be a cool thing to do uh i had my brother i got a brother stationed in waikiki hawaii in the marines and he said uh he said the marines love their corpsman he said that you know they would jump in front of a bullet to save their corpsman before their own just because you know a corpsman would save more marines um, I never got the uh, privilege to really work with the Marines too much, uh, more stateside. Um, yeah. But to uh, just be able to, you know, serve was an honor for me. Yeah, and we thank you for your service. Uh, you know, we're all about 
the combat sports and combat vets here on Mission Accomplished. So, uh, you know, we like to honor our servicemen and women. And uh, thank you for that. Now, do you, did you carry that over into the civilian world? Is that what you do? Are you in the uh, medical field? I'm actually about to finish up school. I got about a couple, uh, three more semesters left in nursing school that I'll probably go back to finish. Uh, I started fighting for custody of my daughter, and that became a very messy issue. Um, and kind of felt like I was real spread thin on fighting for my daughter and finishing up school. Uh, when I ended up getting sole custody of my daughter, that kind of changed things for me. So I'm still looking at going back and finishing that eventually. Wow. So you got sole, sole custody. Congratulations. Yeah, she's down there. She lives with me full time. And now I got some really uh, s weird similarities between you and my co-host, Mike. Uh, you met Mike down at Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, in, uh, at the hotel. Yep. So Mike has a daughter. Yeah. Her nickname is, I mean, her name is Brooklyn. Oh, wow. Right. Also, he has another daughter who shares the same birthday as you, sir. What? Yeah, isn't that weird? Like he yeah. has a he has a daughter yeah. named. Br <laughs> yeah. That's kind of ironic. Right? Yeah his his daughter Bristol has the same birthday as you, and your his other daughter shares shares the same name. So it's it's like really cool. That's, that's uh, some interesting, like intertwining. Like, right. That's what I said. It's a weird world. Everybody gets uh, tied together in strange ways, and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Now, um, I like to throw at the bottom of the screen there, just for uh, anybody watching out there, we put the crisis hotline at the bottom. We put the veterans homeless hotline at the bottom. You know, write it down and know it. If you know anybody that needs those numbers, those are there for you people. <coughs> um, and you had told me that you deployed once to Djibouti, and that is a weird, another weird uh, coincidence because we just had our Connecticut infantrymen uh, National Guard infantry guys deployed to Djibouti about three weeks ago. So really? they're doing, yeah, they're doing a, a nine month tour there. Well, I just pray everything goes well for everybody, man. That's all I can really say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So now you got out of the military. Yeah. You, uh, you're going to school to be, uh, uh, to get your nursing degree. And as, what are you going to do with that? You're going to be an ER nurse or you're going to, I, I honestly see myself being in the ER. Um, I just, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I like being on my feet. I think I think quick on my feet. And I, so I think that'd be more suited for me. Yeah. My buddy, uh, I had a, a really good friend growing up that um, was an ER nurse. And I would have, like, honestly, you know, and I won't say his name <laughs> because he's about to be a doctor, but. Never in a million years did I think that this fucking psychopath would ever be a doctor. And then he went in, he went to college to become a nurse, worked in the ER for a few years. And then like he went back to school to actually become a doctor. And I'm like, they're going to. Those people gonna, that are so crazy, they're brilliant, huh? Yeah. I was like, man, when I heard that he was about to be a doctor, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking crazy. If I could like, tell you some stories about that, dude. <laughs> Like you ain't operating on me. <laughs> no, 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 sir. You ain't, you are not touching me. No not way. Uh, matter of fact, I'll tell a quick story about that guy without saying his name. He used to have a, uh, like a, an, it was like a 1969 Mustang fastback, like a badass, like rebuilt him and his dad used to rebuild cars. And, uh, so 
me and him are cruising down the highway and uh, we're about 17 years old and he's doing about a hundred miles per hour in this car. And all of a sudden, whoop, whoop, cops lights come off the side of the highway. And instead of fucking pulling over this asshole downshifts and punches it and takes off. And now we're doing like a buck 40. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you doing, dude? He's like, ah, we're not getting pulled over tonight. Oh no, we didn't. Uh, yeah, dude. We, he, he ends up like, disappearing from this cop ripping off the highway pulls into a parking lot in between these two cars shuts the lights off and we watch the cop go right by and i'm i i my heart was like blasting out of my chest i was like don't you fucking ever do that shit with me in the car again i was like man this is this is not a movie and now (laughs) yeah now he's gonna be a doctor you know what i mean Yeah, all right. So tell me about let's talk about your fight career. You uh you were you started off in mixed martial arts, but you Man, that sucked. That that sucked. Uh I wish if I was especially if I was still in in MMA, I wish I would have focused on the ground game. I felt like that was my kryptonite. Um I I never really had too much issue standing and throwing hands at people. That's where I like to be. And uh and when the, the guy I'm fighting would realize that, next thing I know, I'm getting double-legged and taken down. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I wasn't as confident in my ground game, but, like, if you put me on the mat to do just pure jiu-jitsu, I, I have no problem. I can sit there and do jiu-jitsu all day long. Um, but it's like I would have trouble putting that together in an actual MMA fight. I would kind of just go blank. And yeah. I love that's just because I wasn't confident in my ground game or what, but that's where I struggle. Now, was your background boxing? Like, did you come up boxing, or did you start later on in your life? Like, was this something I, that uh, I boxed around uh, since I was about fifteen? Man, I, I was a trouble kid. I was always I had a temper. I was always fighting and getting in trouble at school. I don't know how many times my mom had to come up to the school because I was fighting or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, me and some buddies started hopping up at the uh, local boxing gym, and that actually helped me kind of just get better at that and trying to channel some aggression out and ever since then i just kind of fell in love with him doing it since nice never, never never uh never like got really competed in boxing ranked in boxing i you know fooled around did like some bullshit stuff but you know it's just something i grew up doing it's great and then this beautiful sport of bare knuckle boxing pops up out of nowhere and uh you know it's it just i mean the sport it's I I can't even begin to tell you how much I enjoy the bare knuckle fight. You, you made a comment I think when Sam was on there that I listened to that you said it was pure, and, right? And to me that's very true. It's um <clears throat> because there in an MMA fight you got to escape. It's like all right, well if I'm getting beaten and I double leg you and hold you down, well then I'm not my heart's not really being tested. I'm just neutralizing what you're weak at. Uh, but like say this bare knuckle thing, you're both forced to throw hands, you're both forced to take, take punishment. And so then it tests more than just who's the better fighter. It tests how much willpower, how much heart you got and, and how strong you are mentally. So that to me is, is a pure art form by showing one's character. Uh, it really is. It's like the purest form of sport you could possibly ever find. And and like I, I was a guest on a um on a sports show a few few months ago, and they didn't even know bare knuckle fighting championship existed. They they had me on there to talk about um a Conor McGregor event that was coming up, the Poirier 
the yeah, best yeah. part. So they had me on there as a guest to talk about that. And they're like, oh, what is this BKFC that you've been covering? What is this? And I had to explain to them. And they were blown away. They were like, you know, and the way I said it, and like like you just said, I said it's the purest, oldest form of sport ever. Like, really, cavemen were throwing hands, you know, <laughs> be, before they figured out what a ball was. You know what I mean? You know, you know it, it might sound dumb, but like, um, you know, I, I've, I've called out, in a, but in a completely respectful way, I've called out like Chris Lytle, right? Because that's like my, my hero. And I, I know everybody's already heard me say it, but I called him out not for – uh, like to say I can beat him because I'm not I'm not stupid. It's Chris Lyle, right? Uh, I called him out because I want to see how well I could do. You know, like if I can land a good shot or if I last five rounds with him. And so, a lot of times when I watch these bare knuckle fights, I like I know in my mind who I feel is going to win. But mm-hmm. at, at the same time, I'm also watching that underdog to see what he's got. You know. But you hold a victory over uh, over Chris Lytle. No. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. We, now, it wasn't in a bare knuckle ring. It might have been in the lobby ho- a lobby of the hotel, but my man Ryan Jones here holds a victory over the legend himself, Chris Lytle, in the Rock'em Sock'em Robot. And I, I feel like you beat him like three times in a row, too. Yeah, it was pretty quick. You know, I expected, <laughs> you know, I expected more of him. I, I, You know, I watched him growing up. I thought he put up more of a challenge, man, but his thumbs just aren't that fast, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually got to sit down and chat with Chris for the first time. Um, cool, two dude. days. Yeah. Cr- great guy. Two days in a row. And, and you know, what's funny is like, you know, we book these, we book these shows, we get different fighters from different aspects of the combat sports world. And earlier on tonight, we had a guy named Nate Williams on his, uh, Nate Teddy Bear Williams, who was the pinnacle combat flyweight champion. And he fights for B2, uh, fight series. I started watching the B2 fighting series videos and uh, there, there he is. Chris Lytle is their comment, their color commentator and also in, in ring interview guy. I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. Look at that. There's Chris. Super like, cool. Yeah. Very you know, knowledgeable too. Beer with him. I had a beer with him after uh, my first fight with BKFC and you know, cause I've already, I've talked to him before and stuff and he was always real down to earth. Well, it's kind of neat because, you know, he's old school UFC and not a lot of people know who he is. And right. when you're like at a spot hanging out and you're having a beer with this guy and you're sitting there and he's sitting there talking to you just like an everyday person. In my mind, I'm sitting there thinking he can wipe the floor almost everybody in this room and nobody knows it. It's just crazy. Dude, it's like I was telling somebody about this. Like, you know, we, we – me and Mike, we only been doing this for five, six months now, as far as the show goes. And, and it's picked up a lot of speed. It's got very, very popular. And we ended up getting like the media. Cr- yeah. Right. Right. And now we're like finding ourselves at the events and mingling with people. And the first night we were down there in Birmingham, uh, I ran into uh, Kevin Smith from the Smith Brothers Combat Sports. And he's like, hey, he's like, hey, grab a couple of drinks and come over and sit down there with me and Chris. And uh, me and Mike look over at the table and Chris Lytle sitting over there. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, Mike, we're about to go sit down and shoot the shit with Chris Lytle, which yeah. which a lot of people wouldn't fucking really understand how awesome that is. But yeah. like it blew our goddamn mind that we sat there for like two hours with this man and just had beers and like talked about her too. So cool, man. He's so we talked. 
we talked about everything from being a fireman <coughs> to military to Nick Diaz returning to like, uh, yeah, it was just such a cool thing. Man. Oh, oh, man. Oh, and all that, but he's so skilled too. Because me and him were talking about meeting up and sparring eventually. So just to get that experience is going to be uh, good for me, I think. I wonder if he would ever like step back in one more time. I mean, he's, I think he's about, I think he's 46 now. Uh, he yeah, might be. But, but if you look at him, it dude's. You don't look at Yeah. Yeah, he's solid, man. Um, if he didn't, I respect that. If he ever did, though. I'd be so butthurt if it wasn't with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, to fight fight like an idol like that would be oh, something yeah, I else. Even care. He can rearrange my face. I just I'd give it hell, dude, just to see how I did, man. As long as the doctor doesn't stop it the way they did the last time. A lot of love coming from Thailand, boys. I mean, that's my boy TJ Chang over there in Thailand. He's dude, I love TJ, man. Yeah, he's awesome. He's an awesome guy, uh, big supporter of the show and big supporter okay. of the sport. Over here on stateside, man. Yeah, I hope he gets over here soon. He, we need, we, you know, what we need is these uh, bullshit COVID restrictions yeah. to to go away. Me and him were literally just talking. Me and him were literally just talking about that about two hours ago. I was like, man, I'm trying to get you over here, bro. I'm hoping to get you over here. Yeah, awesome guy. <laughs> uh, very friendly and a good fighter, man. He and, he, and the dude, the, the tattoos this dude is throwing on his body is fucking insane. And he just got. <laughs> He just started a bare knuckle piece on his lower back of of himself in the old yeah. school. <laughs> oh my god! He's in insane shape too, man. He's in incredible shape. Yeah. That's great, man. Um, yeah, I think he fights around one hundred and sixty five pounds. He doesn't kilograms over there, so I'm yeah. I'm not really good with the metric system. But I believe he's like one sixty five over here. So, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you fight at one eighty five, uh, right? I don't know. Yeah. Could you? I push yeah. from one seventy five. They fell oh, off. Sorry. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a Ryan uh, Ryan Juggernaut Jones and uh, T J Chang. Hey, I, uh -oh. I love my boy. And, and you know the thing is, is uh, <laughs> it, it's all all sports. So I, I'd fight anybody, man. And uh, it, you know, it'd be love afterwards. You know what I mean? All right, we got to talk. Okay, we have to talk a little bit about Birmingham. Other than the doctor stoppage, you guys were having a nice. What's up? The fight was bullshit. I'm the so fight, yes, the fight was bullshit. You guys were, you guys, it was a good fight. You guys were were trading shots, and you you were looking good. And yeah, then, felt like I was in the fight. You were. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't even know. I didn't even feel like you were losing the fight. To be honest with you, I, I thought it was a pretty even fight up to that point. I heard what he said on your show about how you know he didn't have a mark on him and he was fine. I'm like, you ran from me, and I'm still coming at you. Don't give me that shit. Right. And like, and like I said to him, I said, a doctor stoppage is a fair and square. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but it, he did, he did bust your eye. He won right? the competition. He did yeah. beat me. win the fight. He didn't beat you. Okay. I, I, I feel that I could feel that, but let's talk a little bit about, uh, afterwards. All right. I could tell you that I was standing right there. Yeah. I saw you. You were like four foot from me. Yeah, because I was getting ready to ask you for an interview. I was getting ready to talk to you, and then he came over. Now, you agree with me? He was cordial hey, with you, like that was gentleman. You guys yeah. had a gentleman's conversation. Uh, what the hell actually uh, brought all that shit on? Like, all right, so they carried me out of the ring to go get stitches. I have no clue what happened when he left the ring. I heard he was talking all kinds of shit about me afterwards which made no sense to me because i don't run my mouth about nobody and right. uh, 
But apparently he ran his mouth about it, and uh, a lot of the people in the crowd took offense to it. This is what I heard. I don't know the truth. Um, Brandon Lambert definitely, you know, has my back on a lot of things, and so therefore he took offense to it. Uh, this is this has already gotten in my head before I spoke with Washington at any point. And so right. I happened, but I haven't seen nothing. By this time, Washington approaches me, and he's being civil, and so I'm like, yeah, good fight. You know, I'm being respectful. Um, and then next thing I know, I see Brandon Lambert, my boy, standing right here to the side. But I'm watching the way Brandon's kind of looking at everything. I'm like, oh, shit. I really hope nothing goes <laughs> down. Because yeah. I got – I'm a fighter, but I'm a daddy beforehand, man. So, like, any chaos outside of that ring. Yeah, step back. Unless I gotta protect my kid, man, I, I'm 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 trying to avoid drama like that. Right. Um, and so, uh, after Washington and me talked, Brandon said something along the lines of, "You know, I'm for real about us fighting," or something like that. And Washington was like, "Yeah, let's do it," or something. And so, at that point, in my <clears> mind <throat> he had a, a business agreement that they're gonna fight. Um, in my mind, I still feel like I got unfinished business with Washington, but. If they're lobbying for a fight, it's all, hey, make your money, do what you got to do. Right. By the time they walked off from me and they started walking away from me, I don't know exactly what was said or what happened. All I know is when I saw Washington turn around, he hit Brandon. I'm just kind of like, what the hell's going on right now? And by that time, chaos happened, dude. Right. Me, stupid, but it's, it's definitely the highlight of the night for sure. It was it was de-escalated quickly. There was enough people right around there. You had, you, you know, you had Tony and you had Lorenzo and you had Kevin Smith. Like a lot of people restrained people. Yeah, there was no there. point in even stepping forward. There was already right. a lot of people there. And I got to tell you, when I was waiting to talk to you, I saw the same thing. I saw Brandon come up behind him, mm-hmm. and I like I you wouldn't know this because you were in the middle of a conversation with uh, Robert. I like kind of like slid to the side and told Mike, turn your camera on. That's smart. Hey. Yeah. I said, dude, turn the camera on and point it right over here. And Mike got that beautiful 4K footage of the entire damn thing. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. That that angle. I was wondering where that footage came from. Yeah, that was us. That was uh we were the we were the ones that got the full Monty. Yeah, I was sitting there, I was like, man, I was like, because yeah, I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, what are the chances of that timing, that specific moment being recorded? And right. I was like, was I on camera the whole time? Was like, I didn't even know that was being recorded. So no, nah, was- it was it was 100% like Mike was waiting there because I planned on asking you for a few words after after your fight. And, um, you know, once the event was over, I was going to see if you wanted to talk for a quick second. But then right before I talked to you is when Robert came over. Yeah. And then you guys were having that, that. I mean, it was it was all gentleman shit at that point. And like, I, I think you were like, yeah, I don't even know what you hit me with to cut my eye. And he told mm-hmm. you that it was a check hook. And I yeah. remember the whole conversation. But then Brandon, yeah. Brandon came over and I'm like, Mike, turn the camera on. Oh, yeah. And that was slick. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. If y'all don't have a podcast show anymore, anymore like one day, paparazzi is your next job. For sure. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and you know what? And Goat Combat Agency, you guys got um, you guys got a lot of options with uh, with with Mister Washington. And I don't know if you saw, we went outside and 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 yeah, um, I ain't gonna lie, man. Hey, that was a hell of a promo that he cut I, out there. I, I'm not a, mm, 
I can't say I'm not a fan of him because I, I still feel like I got I got screwed on the fight. So I'm sour about that. But I didn't think he was going to be as quick-witted as he was when he was on that mic. Oh, man. We, we went out there and got him in the garage there. And I'm like, hey, you want to tell your side of the story real quick? Uh, you know, everybody's in there talking to Brandon. Mm-hmm. You know, want to give you an opportunity. That fucking dude spit that shit off the top of his head with the green hair, green money, and all that. Yeah, cowbunga, uh, all that. I was like, "Holy smokes!" You can see my face when I'm holding him. I'm like, sm- I couldn't stop. I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." I, I didn't see that coming at all, man. Um, you know what's crazy? Um, as bad as I want a rematch with Washington, I actually messaged him and asked him for a rematch, and. Yeah. He kindly, politely was like, yeah, if I'm ever the champ, I'll, and, you know, and I got to defend my belt against you type of thing. So basically that's like a no. Um, yeah. But as far as him fighting again, if they push it, because Brandon's brilliant at marketing himself too, in a way, people think he's a nut, like a nuthead, but he's, he's good at talking, man. If you put both of them dudes going back and forth, I think it'd sell. Oh, right. Especially with the quick wit that you just pointed out with was Rob. I didn't know that about Robert Washington. I didn't, that, that, I, I, didn't man. Know, I didn't know nothing about the guy. I never saw tape on him, nothing. Right. And I saw all that and I'm like, hey, whatever works. If you, uh, you know, whatever you got to do to make your money, rock with it. Yeah. With the marketability of Brandon and the mouth on uh, Washington, they could, they could definitely, I mean, you could throw them on that Miami card. They're both Florida guys. Yeah. And, I, and, and and you know what? And people will pay people who don't know the, the main event fighters. They pay just to watch those two guys go at it. Right, and and like David Feldman made it a point to say during the BKFC uh, at the at Knucklemania, Brandon Lambert, <coughs> in ring performance or not, he trended third behind Paige Van Zant and Chris Lieben that night. Yeah. Of all the of all the people on there, Johnny Bedford, Dak Nguyen, all those guys, it was Paige Van Zant. Uh, Chris Levin, Brandon Lambert. So well, see, this you know. is the thing because yeah, fighting is a business. Now, to me, I'm not I'm not one that can talk and all that. I just I go in there and I fight and do my thing. But right. let's use Conor McGregor for an example. People hate on Conor McGregor and they talk about how stupid he is and stuff about how he's all show. I don't, I don't know how many 27 year old millionaires there was at that time. You know what I mean? He was smart enough to become a millionaire using his mouth to get him where he was. And so Brandon, you know, so what if, you know, he's not a top-notch fighter that everybody, you know, wants to see and everything. People still pay to see him just because of how smart he was to get in the business. Right. And you bring up Conor McGregor. Like you just said that 27-year-old millionaire back when he was 27. Now he's 33. He's the highest paid athlete in the world. As and, of today. And, 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 yeah, he could back it up, but also it wasn't just his skill. I mean, he was able it's, to talk, you know. Hell yeah, man. And uh, and I, I, it was nice to meet all the GOAT Combat Agency guys down there. We uh, we had a little bit of a good time after the after the fights. It was cool to meet all you guys. And uh, we look forward to meeting back up with you on the next next trip down to yeah, Miami. Man, fun, dude. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all back at the next show. Hell yeah. Now, before I let you get out of here and um, go spend some more time with your daughter, how about we do a speed round let's rock with it with the juggernaut all right all right man speed round with ryan jones here we go number one what is your favorite movie franchise sir oh uh movie franchise um 
I'm a nerd, man. All the uh, Rocky movies, because I mean, I was just I grew up watching them with my grandparents. It's the most common when I asked uh, when I ask a, a fighter that question. Rocky is the most common one. But can I? But I will say that I'm a big comic book nerd too. So all the Avengers movies are. I was just gonna say I'm waiting for the person to say uh, Marvel, man. Mar- the Marvel franchise is this uh, right. year. You know what's funny is I hate the Juggernaut. Uh, I, I like the the strategy of it because you know the Juggernaut don't stop moving. He constantly yep. moves forward, and I feel like every time I fight, I'm trying to move forward in the ring. Yeah, uh, that's why that stuck with me. But I'm a Hulk fan. That's that's great. Oh man, I will tell you right now. Last year, 2020, uh for for New Year's, our New Year's resolution as a family. Like we had never done this before. This is the first year we ever did it. In 2020, I was like, "Hey, instead of like a New Year's resolution as a family, why don't we sit down and watch every single Marvel movie in chronological order?" Yeah. 23 movies, I think it was. Yeah, I that- had Thank God for COVID, dude. It gave us all the time in the world to do that as a family, and it was like the best thing we could have ever done. Man, uh, you know when you find you uh, when you find a woman that's able to do that with you, also, I, I had to keep her. You know what I mean? So that's that's yeah. sure. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because Amy was definitely not a comic book movie person, and then <laughs> when when the first Iron Man came out, I told her I was like, "You need to go see this movie with me." And yep. she's like, ah, I don't think so. It's not for me. I'm like, just come and see it. And then she fucking fell in love with Robert Downey Jr. And she was like, wow, Tony Stark might be the coolest guy on the planet. I'm like, I told you. Downey Jr. is the best person to play it. Hell yeah. Number two, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? Food, man. I'm a big food person, dude. Um, Seafood, steak, whatever. I mean, I have a habit of eating too much. Yeah. It's like that Louis C.K. stand-up where he went to see his doctor, and the doctor's like, how soon after you feel full do you stop eating? And he's like, I don't stop eating when I'm full. Yeah. I stop I stop eating when I fucking hate myself. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if everybody would not care that I fought heavyweight, I would probably fight heavyweight just because I wouldn't give a shit. I, I'd rather just, be fat and happy than skinny and miserable. I love that. Love it, man. All right. Uh, what is something you've done in your life that you can look back and think, why the fuck did I do that? Oh, like, <laughs> why did I do that type of thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just pick one. Uh, I know everyone's got a bunch. Huh. Yeah, there's a couple of exes I wish I would have never dated. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number four. Do you believe in reincarnation? And if so, what do you want to come back as? I don't believe in it, but if I was to come back as anything besides myself, because I think I'm pretty perfect. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I was to come back as anything besides myself, a gorilla, because that's my favorite animal. There you go. I, 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 I asked my wife that question. When I write these, I always read them out loud to, them, yeah. to, to my wife. She's like, oh, house cat, easy. <laughs> She's like house cat. They just do whatever they want. They sleep most of the day. It's fucking beautiful. And they can have the fuck off on their face at all times and nobody cares. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's it's fucking hilarious. All right. Number five. Favorite comfort food. And cereal. Fruity pebbles, dude. And well, oh. and Oreos. Somebody put that in the comments a second ago. Uh says Madeline or my mama. And, yeah. Um actually Madeline and then Angie. Yeah, Angie Matt, Jones. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> is, is the sweet little lady, and my mama is Angie. 
Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they, I knew they were going to throw them under the bus. I love Oreos, dude. It's the best cookie on the planet. Easy, the hands stuff, down. Double stuff soaked in milk, dude. I'm telling you. Let me ask you this. Go for it. If regular Oreos and double stuff Oreos cost exactly the same, why the fuck would anybody ever buy regular Oreos? Dude, right? I don't understand that. Same price tag. Yeah, it's like same price tag. Why do I want less of the cream filling? Well, we and and me and Amy, my wife, we we looked into this. We were like, you know, because we're Oreo snobs as well. Now, you get two less cookies in the double stuffed as you do in the other one, but who gives a shit? It's two cookies. It's two. I, I mean, party size pack anyway, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that uh, you could eat an entire pack of Oreos in one sitting? Uh, she better not comment this, but did you do it? All right, I'm, I'm going to be honest because she's probably <laughs> comment this. All right, I got up to 233 pounds during COVID. Um, I was little, uh, 233 pounds, bro. Wow. I, I, I got a picture I would send you on Messenger where I, I, I had like this thing hanging over my, my belt. <laughs> it was terrible. I ate, oh gosh, he told me. I was eating a pack at night, a whole pack at night. I'm surprised I didn't go into like a diabetic shock. Holy shit balls, man. <laughs> and not just a regular pack, bro. I was eating like the family size pack every night. Wow. I'm actually impressed. I'm impressed, but also like shocked. <laughs> I'd be miserable. And it's no joke. I'd be miserable the whole next day. And then I would still keep going. I don't understand. Wow. Well, that's a feat in itself, my friend. I, I give you props for that. Uh, Number numero seis. Would you? Be willing to fight Lorenzo Hunt for sole possession of the juggernaut nickname. Man, I'm letting him bar it because he doesn't realize. <laughs> he doesn't. I love Lorenzo Hunt, man. I'm just kidding. Um, well, see, that's why I'm putting the juggernaut. He can be the little juggernaut. Then. <laughs> uh, and as far as really fighting Lorenzo Hunt, that dude has so much skill that it's it's unreal. But. At the same time, I can't be a chicken set up shit and say I wouldn't fight anybody. So right, yeah, I would tell you he's he's amazing that guy, and he it's came impressive. I, very impressive. Can that can can this dude just keep topping his last walkout every single time he comes out? He does something better, and the last one when he, he flew over those two dudes. Play, I'm just like, if you don't fight, play basketball. Because damn. Uh, he's an incredible athlete. Now, my my buddy Larry in the comments says, uh, "So what? You know, so you had a gut during COVID. I've had one for fifteen years. Take Man, that." that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, it got so bad, I was getting out of breath to tie my shoes. Oh uh, man, that's hilarious. Oh God, I can't believe that. I, I really when I look when I see you in the ring and I and I met you down there, I can't even imagine two hundred thirty three pounds. But you know what? You got you got rid of it. You got rid of that COVID. 50 oh, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Well, I got I kept getting called jelly belly by my daughters and and you know when my uh my girlfriend told me she couldn't reach around me to hug me, I started getting self-conscious a little bit. All right. T time to get on the treadmill and put the Oreos away, right? Oh yeah, she hit them from me for a while. All right. Number 7. Would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or 50 chicken-sized horses? <laughs> what the hell? All right. So, <laughs> one horse-sized chicken yeah, you you gotta fight it. Uh, I feel like I can kick <laughs> little horses, so uh, 
And, uh, you know, the claws on a chicken pretty dang big, man. So just imagine if it was the size of a horse. I'd rather do the 50 size, 50 uh, miniature chickens. A horse. Dude, you know what? I did not think of chicken talons on a horse sized chicken. You're right. It'd be like be a some... velociraptor, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, I'm happy about that question. Yeah. Oh, that was tricky for sure. All right. What do you have? You ever pretended to like a meal just to keep the cook happy? Uh, yeah, I won't say who, but I have done that a couple of times. Oh, dude. When I uh, when I read that question out loud, I got the middle finger from my wife. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, she she gave me the quick one. I was like, hey, you, like she already knew you were talking about her. <laughs> I was like, this wasn't directed towards you. It was just a, in general question. She's That's like, yeah, okay. on her part. <laughs> all right favorite non-combat sport uh i ran track so track was a big thing for me i was pretty quick and um uh baseball man because i'm gonna be coaching a little league this year there you go awesome yeah. man good luck with that i i um i didn't coach little league but i coached t-ball last year and awesome. boy oh boy that's like uh herding cats my friend oh man um, i'm gonna be coaching my daughter's team softball so it'll be fun there you go. Uh, I love baseball. So I used to, um, I, I uh, actually umpired um, Little League and softball when I was in high school, and I actually got to throw a coach out in a, oh, in a like, What are you going to do about it? <laughs> in a girls' softball game. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, I had this coach, uh, like, so don't be this guy. This guy kept hammering me about my, uh, about my, my strike zone, and uh, – I said, Coach, you need to calm down and, and, and knock it off. I warned him two, three times. And then my old man was the guy that was running the league at the time. In between innings, behind the backstop, he comes up and he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, this fucking coach, man, he won't stop getting on my case. He's like, you warn him? I'm like, yep. He goes, good, run him next time he says anything. And, oh, my God, as a 16-year-old kid and a 40-year-old man yeah, coming out of the roof, I was like – you're out. <laughs> and he was like, ah! he came out of the dugout, got in my face. The, my dad had to come on the field. They had to escort him off, threaten to call the police. Uh, don't be that guy, okay? No, no. It, it, it should never be that serious, man. If it's that bad, then it, there's a problem. No, nah, that was, that was yeah, like hey, you no, said. That, at, at 16 years old for you standing your ground to a grown man, though, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was crazy. Like like you said, the adrenaline going through me at that point, I was just like, man, this is fucking Oh, yeah. Up. I'm like, why does this guy care so much? Yeah. <laughs> it's a football game. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. Go have a beer, for Christ's sake. <laughs> All right, last question for the juggernaut. It's a three-parter. When eating chicken wings, do you prefer drums or flats? The drums. Ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Celery or carrots? French fries. <laughs> French fries. There you go. <laughs> That's the 230-pounder talking right there, That's my right. friend. I mean, who eats veggies with wings, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe is that an East Coast thing? I don't I know. Thought I thought that. Like... Well, I, Buffalo Wings always puts it there. I'm like, what's the hell with the decoration, man? Uh. Joe Ivy wants to know where you got that shirt. Man, no joke. I went to Target. That's like the fancy word for Target. Uh, yeah. I went to Target and I bought this shirt for like five bucks. Target has great shirts, man. They got they got the, uh, what do you call those, the pop culture shirts or whatever. They're fucking great. Oh, yeah. 
All right, my man. Uh, before I let you go, it's been great catching up with you again. Uh, you had a great performance at BKFC 17. Unfortunately, it was stopped by a doctor stoppage. We can't wait to see you back in the squared circle again. Um, did I know I asked you earlier, how did it heal? Is it all the stitches are good? Like, oh, good yeah, to go? uh, let me see. Yeah, it's getting pretty good. Uh, you know, just got to get, I'm gonna get the stitches out. I'll probably cut them out tomorrow. Um, I, like you have no idea how sour I am about that fight because I had, I had no idea I was even losing or could lose until the doctor mentioned stopping it. And then from that point, cause I never felt in danger. I was like, all right, I can right. punches. I'm good. The second the doctor mentioned stopping the fight, I was, like my whole world went upside down. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was tough, man, but we can't wait to see you get back in there. Um, are you going to be down in Miami for uh BKFC? I'm hoping, I'm hoping to check it out because you know, there's a lot of big fights on there that I want to watch. And, uh, Sam Shoemaker, dude, I'm actually, I'm, I'm I like Beltran, but, uh, Beltran, but uh, I'm thinking Sam's going to pull it on that one. And, um, one day I'm hoping to smoke Hector Lombard's ass. I know that's big talk, but you know, that'd be kind of cool to go watch him in person too. Yep. Yeah. Him or Joe Riggs. I, I I don't even get me into it. I I really don't no offense to Joe Riggs, but that dude has not fought since twenty nineteen. And that plays a factor. I, I just don't understand the matchmaking there and like I'm not trying to offend I don't know if it's because of anybody. the or what. I don't know if it's because he was a big name too. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but I feel like there are fighters in the BKC that are more deserving to fight Hector right now, in my opinion. Uh, we already talked about the the other juggernaut, like yeah. Lorenzo. Dude, and Lore and honestly, I, if Lorenzo fought Hector, bro, I think Lorenzo would beat Hector. That's just me. Right. It's, it's just like, has other than uh, Reggie Barnett, uh, Lorenzo has been the most busy fighter company man that they have. And yeah. he, they just keep lining them up. He keeps knocking them down. And, I mean, and then all of a sudden, boom, they make this title fight. If they don't make lorenzo versus the winner of that yeah i just don't understand i would be upset if i was him if they didn't make him a number one contender after that or something i don't know what they're doing right now with the belts and all that i think maybe because the sport's still new and the ranking systems are still growing they're just trying to figure it out yeah. trying to figure it out as they go but anybody who's watching the show knows who's on the top of the divisions right now yep for oh, sure for man all right, man. Before I let you go, go ahead. Do any shout outs, uh, sponsors. You want to call anybody out? You want to do any of that jazz? Go ahead. This is your time. Uh, well, Chris Lytle, if you ever want to get out of the nursing home, I'm still waiting on you. <laughs> and uh, I want to shout out to Goat Combat, man. I love them guys. Vince and Scott and all my team are great. Uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. All the, people, all the people that show me love, my daughter, my family, the, uh, all my loved ones. Even my haters do because people who are talking crap, you know, you're still tuning in to watch me either get my ass whooped or win. Um, man, just as far as a call out, I I feel like I've got robbed on the past two fights on, you know, showing how tough I can be and, you know, showing a war. So uh, I'm not saying I'd whip your ass or you whip mine type of thing. I just want someone that's going to stand and throw with me. There you go. And you mentioned haters. I can't imagine you have hate. I, I don't know why you'd have haters, but, you know, more Some power to them. <laughs> I, try to be, I try to be like the most chilled, laid back guy. I talk to anybody, man. Right. Uh, but sometimes even that pisses people off. So it's all right. You know, 
if you want to fight, shove your head up your ass and fight for air. Other than that, I'm just easy going. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and I look forward to speaking to you in the future, and you have yourself a great night, man. Man, appreciate you, dude. Take it easy. Later, guys. All right, another big show, another triple header with my man, Ryan Jones, Sam Shoemaker, and Nate Williams. Make sure you tune into uh, the B2 Fighting Series this weekend. I shared the link on the page earlier today. Mike Hunold shared the, uh, you know, the code to use to give Nate Williams his, uh, his credit for, for the pay-per-view. Go ahead and watch that one, and then stay tuned, man, because we have another big show tomorrow night when Mike and I on the Mike and Miss show talk to Joey, the Executioner, Beltran, and the pride of Gloucester, Massachusetts, everybody's new favorite fighter, the shark attack himself, Zach Kalmus. If you don't know who he is, Google him. Look him up on YouTube and watch that fucking Bobo O'Bin and Zach Kalmus fight from BKFC 17. And you will know why I just called you or called him your new favorite fighter. The guy is an absolute gentleman and like a, a huge character. So make sure you pay attention to the world champion Joey Beltran tomorrow night, tomorrow night and Zach Kalmus. With that said, uh, I'm going to let you guys go for the evening. Thank you so much for hanging in there for almost two hours with me again on this Wednesday evening. See you tomorrow night. Peace to your bum crease.